The Drive-By Podcast is brought to you by OwnSpace. This is The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. What is happening? Freeway Frank, episode 123 of the Drive-By Podcast. It's on. How you doing? Hope all is well. So much stuff to talk about always. And for those of you wondering when my next guest is, I will have a guest next week, which is what I promise. More guests on the Drive-By and then we'll go back and forth with some solos because, you know, I still have to rant about something. <laughs> and eventually we're going to try to move towards more guests because I find that's what the, the people want. That's what people love. That's what you want from what I hear. The conversations are interesting. They're intriguing. But first, let's get to today's topics. They've admitted they have found cocaine in the White House. Now, why is this shocking to anybody you could pretty much find cocaine anywhere i ran the numbers just in case because you know i'm a stats guy and i like doing the research because i don't want to be babbling about things i don't know because i i am not a cocaine user i have never even tried it and i can swear on my dad's grave on that one never been interested to try it not into any type of drugs whatsoever yet alone chemicals and no interest. I didn't try weed until I was 31 years old with one of my closest friends that I've discussed on this podcast. I think it was episode one. We may have talked about it with one of my buddies. And then a uh, handful of times I've done it. That's, that's pretty much it. I think I may have tried it a total of, in my life, maybe about 15 to 20 times and I dropped one gummy. Was it earlier this year? I don't even remember. Was it this February or last year? I can't remember. But that was a hell of an experience. But I would never do anything else. And I know they say never say never. Uh, zero interest. I don't need any mind-altering shit to make me uh, wackier than I am. <laughs> even though I like to consider myself a pretty sane person. The weird thing is I'm reading things every day and shaking my head. Normalcy? Normal behavior, what's that in 2023? I don't see it anymore. We've gone off the deep end. So 2% of Canadians approximately use cocaine in, in the last year. So you take the last full calendar year, run the numbers, it's about 800,000 people. Now, are they regular users? Do, do they try it every now and then? They're, you know, they're at a club, they, they, they take it, they sniff it everywhere, they sniff it before, during lunch. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, but... People use it, and they found it in the White House, and this surprises who exactly, because I would think that, yeah, it would be in places like the White House. It would be in places where, you know, people are political figures, are having long days, and business people, Wall Street, you would see it, you know, anywhere where there's a lot of money, and a lot of people with a lot of time on their hands, and in some instances most instances is no time so that's what helps them keeps them going so that doesn't shock me whatsoever who left it in there who did it i don't know sometimes you have your i'm not going to start 
mentioning in 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 my uh, in my opinion who I think does coke, but I think you could see it. Let's bring it back here from the White House to Canada, and you look at some politicians here in Canada, and sometimes there are dead giveaways. You know, when when people are coke users, they do this weird thing with their lips. It's almost like the uh, the fava beans in uh, Silence of the Lambs, right? <laughs> they do this. <laughs> they do this like their their lips and their jaws are constantly moving. With some fava beans and a nice Chianti. And there was one guy in particular in in the media whose jaws were working overtime. So I knew I knew this guy was for sure a cokehead. But again, I'm not going to mention names. But it's everywhere. And especially in, in my business, having worked all those years in radio, it, it, was, it, was, it was everywhere. Now, people are still kind of pretty much discreet when they use it. But I remember the first time I encountered Coke in front of me. I was, it was my first year in radio. I was at a club or a bar here in Montreal. We call it the, the West Island. And uh, one of the, the people that, uh, one of my coworkers that I was working with, it was literally my first year on radio, left a bag of it uh, right near the sink in the bathroom of the place we were at. And I was like in shock and I was looking at it <laughs> and I was naive and young and I was like, I think that's, I think that's cocaine, but I'm not about to do that, you know, finger thing and put it in and put it on your tongue like the, the narcs do. And if it numbs your tongue, you know it's coke. So I suspected I knew who was high on coke, and uh, I went back to the person and said, "You left your bag of of coke in the bathroom." They were like, "Oh, th thanks." I say, and they went to to retrieve it. So people do a lot of stupid shit when they're on coke, and uh, yeah, they even leave their bag of cocaine behind, and how uh, forgetful they may be. One of the funniest stories, or one of the funniest people I encountered. And back in when I was in, uh, so CJEP, here in Quebec, we call it CJEP. So it's pre-university. In other parts of Canada, they do an, an additional grade, an additional two grades. So grade 12 and 13th here, it's called CJEP. So it's like, is it like a junior college in the U.S.? I don't know. But so I was a big David Letterman fan back in the day. In my TV one, two or three course, I can't remember which one it was. It may have been TV two. I don't know. We did like, you had to pick something that you wanted to produce. And I had done two things. There were two things that I was really into. And I was, one was David Letterman. I was David Letterman. And we did like a late night, uh, late night with David Letterman style TV show at Champlain College. One of the guests that I had, and another thing we did was um, The Honeymooners, which is an old vintage show from the 1950s, which starred Jackie Gleason and Art Carney, and I did uh, The Honeymooners the Next Generation. So that was cool, too. I directed that one. We pulled it off. It was amazing. I have to find those videos and put, and put them up because they were so amazing, uh, considering, you know, we were just young kids in our late teens, 18, 19, doing this. And so then I, I was David Letterman in one of them as Frank, right? And my first guest was a guy that was known on campus as uh, Deuce Diamond, he dressed really cool. He had the long hair. He looked like he was out of a Skid Row 
18 in life video. As a matter of fact, that was another project we had. And he was in my, I directed that one. He was in my skid row, 18 in life, and deuce time in this guy. Well, obviously that was his alias, but he was a student at my college. And he was, uh, he was the guy that was in my video. And then he was my first guest on this Letterman-ish type late night show we had in my college. And so I'm, I'm interviewing him. And uh, one of the funniest things he ever told me was an acid trip he had been on. And he had asked me, he goes, Frank, have you, have you ever tried acid? And in a very David Letterman type of way, I did the whole, <laughs> right? Throwing the, throwing the cards towards the window, the Letterman, and then the shattering window. Like we did the whole thing. We mimicked the whole thing. It was exciting. It was awesome. And um, so he asked me if I ever did acid. And I go, no, I, I, I've never done anything, literally. And he was like, he was shocked. And he told the story, I'm not sure if I mentioned this on this podcast, but he told the story of dropping acid the first time and one of the last times uh, he dropped acid. Basically what happened is he decided to, to drop the acid shortly after he had breakfast. And he was eating Cheerios. I think I mentioned this for sure on the, one of my early podcasts. But anyway. So we're 123 in. I'm going to mention it again if I haven't already. And he says that he went on such a wild acid trip. He had he ran out of the house and he ran straight up the street in the middle of the street yelling. And, and how did he know this? Because obviously he was high on acid. Well, his neighbors later told him and one of his siblings later told him. And uh, why was he running out of the house? Because he had giant size cheerios chasing him up the street now there is such a thing as good experiences with drugs and then there's really bad experiences i can't imagine having a good experience with acid i could be proven wrong if you've ever dropped any acid i don't think i have too many people listening who drop acid but maybe you had a good experience from the people i know who have dropped acid that was never a good experience all right and uh, it was around me when i was in high school i remember several people had it and I never wanted to be a part of that so I never tried it but I know I had friends who did and they say it was it was just absolutely crazy beyond mind-boggling what was going on right so Deuce Diamond had these eight-foot Cheerios three or four of them that jumped out of his plate chasing him down the street and that's when he realized that uh, he had made a mistake and he will never do acid again he had some memory of it but he, he could definitely remember the Cheerios. But then, as I said, somebody told him you were running up the street uh, like something was chasing you. And he was like, yeah, I was being chased by Cheerios. Make a note. I know if you're older, you're probably uh, not going to be dropping any acid. If you have ever thought of doing any mind-altering drugs, to think twice about it. I know a lot of people do shrooms nowadays, but it's, it's, it's in a controlled environment. And they know what they're doing. Uh, microdosing. There's all this other stuff. I've never tried it, but apparently it's... It's wild. It's like something that you've never experienced before. And they say it's, it's amazing for your, your conscious mind, your subconscious mind. And, but anyway, that stuff doesn't interest me. But I'll tell you something that definitely doesn't interest me. And that's the Cheerios chasing me down the street. But what a wild story. Uh, a lot of people do drugs. So does it shock me? And sometimes, as I said, you see these politicians on their Instagram hits or stories. And they just are acting. Do you ever notice this? When you're drunk, because I noticed this, or when you've had a little too much to drink, not that I'm drunk 
a lot these days. In the past, I've always noticed when you're a little inebriated, when you're especially when you're drunk, everything seems to be more focused and clearer. As weird as that may sound, when I was drunk, I always noticed the women that were hitting on me more than when I was sober. Sober, I would never know, but then I was when I was drunk, and they were drunk too. And then you, I could see it as clear as day. It's, it's a weird thing, right? I know I'm not the only one. It's easy to spot people when they're obviously high on something. At least for me, it is. I can spot them from a mile away. Marijuana, that's something completely different. There are dead giveaways when it's alcohol. There are dead giveaways when it's Coke. And obviously acid with the Cheerios. When it comes to marijuana, that's one thing. It's just the eyes, right? It's the eyes, the wetness, I guess, of the eyes. But besides that, a lot of people I know who, who smoke, they do have a bit of that dazed look, but you can, you can get away with it. And they're so pro at it that they could pull it off. It's harder to pull off other drugs. So anyway, when I watch these stories on Instagram or social media, I could tell. Sometimes I'm seeing these politicians. I'm like, oh, this person's high. This person definitely does coke. But again, I'm not about to mention. I don't want a libel suit spun against me here. So I'm not going to mention specific names. But, uh, but the next time you go on your Instagram, check out even people that you know, you know, and that, that are out partying. And uh, during F1 week, I could definitely spot the ones that were. It's all over Instagram. And, and speaking of spotting people, noticing things that are going on, I recently saw this document on yacht girls. Have you heard about this? Yacht girls? And by the way, I couldn't understand it at first because on my Instagram, I see, and you're wondering, Frank, why are you seeing yacht girls on your Instagram? I don't know, because sometimes when you search, look, I never lied about this. When you search, you know, and you're looking at certain things, you, you watch two or three women on a yacht, then all the women on the yacht start showing up. You, you, you check out a couple of women that are wearing bikinis, then all women wearing bikinis show up. Big boobs, small boobs, big ass, whatever. And then, then your search becomes that. I've discussed that on my podcast, of course, because my wife picked up my phone when she was on my Instagram. She goes, what are you lo- what, what are you going through? Right? Remember the whole, are you a pervert? I go, I'm not a pervert. I go, I'm, I'm a man. This, anyway, yacht girls, because I've recently noticed a lot of girls from Quebec, especially, are always on yachts. You ever notice this? And I'm not talking about you go on a vacation and you're on a yacht. It's not necessarily a, a private boat, but it's on with other people. You know, you, you go on an excursion for the day. No, nah, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a, whatever they're called. What do they call the catamaran or something like that? I'm talking about it's obvious that these girls are on luxury yachts owned by multi, 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 multi millionaires, billionaires, and they're in like Dubai and they're in Cannes, and they're in, on the French Riviera, in the middle of nowhere, and they're uh, girls from, you know, Canadian girls, girls from Quebec, and you know they don't have money, so uh, they either have uh, sugar daddies, rich daddies, somebody is paying for that. After seeing this documentary, the yacht girls, the, this is a thing, right? This is, this is definitely a thing. And some of these girls allegedly... Apparently, Meghan Markle was a yacht girl in the past. Haley Bieber, according to this documentary that I watch, apparently all these women you know today that did some kind of modeling, gorgeous models, they've done this apparently, according to this documentary that I watch. Behind the glitz and glamour of the French film festival lies a seedy underbelly of high-class escorts charging a thousand an hour aboard luxury vessels afloat in the French Riviera. 
an investigation has revealed les putes de luxe <laughs> in French. Les putes de luxe. I don't think I need to translate. Flock to cans, models, aspiring actresses, and some Instagram influencers are invited on board. The documentary I watched, some of these girls were walking away, like the Haley Biebers and all that, anywhere between 50 to 75,000 to 100,000 for one night. And some of them didn't even know, like some of them thought they were repping their some brand or product or whatever it was. The next thing you know, they have some chic or they have some billionaire in, in the Middle East somewhere in the middle of the waters hitting on them. And it's obviously for sex. Hence the name Yacht Girls. Whether they knew it or didn't know it when they went out there, that's what it's for. It's blatantly for that. Chances are, minuscule that the people you see on yachts in their beautiful bikinis these gorgeous girls at least i i that i noticed here from quebec there that they have just one man and it's a sugar daddy who's very rich and they're there and they're they're with them and these guys take care of them that's possible but it's more possible more likely that they're going there for a week or going there for two weeks to do that and they're ending up on these yachts working as Yacht girls. Isn't that, un to me, I mean, it's not like I didn't know that this was going on, but the fact that there's a label for it and it's like, sign up to be a yacht girl, you know what I mean? It's so 2023, but it's so there and in front of you. It's right in front of you on social media, but most people wouldn't know. Well, now you do if you didn't know. The White House, so far are... Um, Clown Prime Minister hasn't said anything about it. At least I haven't seen it. But the White House has confirmed that they want to block the sun. Did you see this? The, you know, the first, obviously, reaction that I had was, well, yeah, of course they want to block the sun because the sun has harmful rays. And, of course, we know that uh, they've been pushing the whole climate change uh, agenda. And I'm not saying climate change is not partially true whatever that percentage is in my mind it's not what they're blowing it up to be right now now everything is climate change and if you follow me on instagram i share these stories every day most of them are from canada one of canada's biggest you know national broadcasters pushing this agenda where you're shaking your head it goes like everything you know your eyes are burning because of climate change uh, you're breathing in bad air because of climate change. Like, you know, a year ago, no, but now it's all about that. Now they've, now it's, oh no, it's climate change. Everything that is, you know, wrong with uh, the planet or going wrong in your life is attributed to climate change. So of course I had to do a bit more research as I always do. And the White House confirming that they want to block the sun. I thought to myself, so this is how my mind works. Okay, bear with me here for a second. So I'm thinking to myself, they're going to be launching these satellites and they're going to come up with these. <laughs> this is so stupid i'm sorry and i'm not high so you're thinking of frank at least if frank was high he'd have an excuse for these ridiculous thoughts that are coming up in his mind but i was not i think gonna launch satellites all around the sun and you know like in the old school days some people still have these when you didn't want the sun to come into your car on the front of your car you'd have that sun blocker right it was like this cardboard thing silver 
cover and you'd put it there and it the sun rays or the sun would reflect off the front of the car and uh it, it would would keep your car cool as opposed to frying your car right but nobody uses that anymore nowadays because a lot of cars especially luxury cars have special windows and for everybody else it's they don't use that anymore but back in the day it was that that bar that would hold the steering wheel and and people would put that on so your car wouldn't be stolen and of course they'd have the 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 cover to block the sun rays but nowadays it's just this crazy insanity and these things that they're coming up these technologies that they want to introduce in in order to solve the climate change issue but now it's called and so i had to research it and there's such a thing as sun blocking and they've been working on sun blocking technologies and, and this is also known as solar radiation modification so could theoretically it'll it's supposed to cool down the earth by i guess reflecting the sunlight back into space hence why i thought that we'd have these satellites with things shooting <laughs> the satellites a la old school cover at the front of your car uh, blocking the rays of the sun and in some parts of the world it would be darker because i don't know this is how my mind because the idea is so is, is so wild and so crazy and so i thought to myself this must be it well no then i do the research and this is the idea this is the th the actual technology which now is going to scare some people and some people and i've never been a a proponent of believing some of this stuff i know there's people who dm me all the time you know the people think that you know obviously those those planes flying in in the sky and those those clouds those modified clouds are chemtrails are planes spraying things and people really do believe that right and and i'm not saying that it's not i just from the research that I've done, I, I don't really think it's what these people proclaim it is. But then again, I've always had my suspicions. But then one of these ideas for blocking the sun involves pumping, ready, get ready for this, pumping sun blocking particles into the upper atmosphere. Pumping. All right. And it's the process of stratospheric aerosol injection. That's what they call it. So right away, I'm like, okay, so they're going to pump chemicals into the atmosphere. This is not good. Maybe these people weren't wrong. And then, wait, I go further, <laughs> further down the paragraph. It would involve planes spraying an aerosol-like sulfur dioxide into the stratosphere. And then I'm like, whoa. Then I stop dead in my tracks. And I'm like, wait, well, people have been talking about this for a while on social media. The mist of the particles, and this is real, by the way. This is the technology that they're proposing as per the U.S. Department, whatever it is, Environment, uh, White House. They've confirmed this. The mist of the particles would reflect the sun back upwards, shading the earth. And the method has already worked, albeit accidentally. That's what, that's what they wrote. And I'm like, oh, accidental? Nothing is accidental. So again, it would involve planes spraying the aerosol. Huh. Hmm. Where have we heard this before? And it would, now this is confirmed by the U.S. government. And it would require 175,000 particle spraying flights per year. So then my mind's like, wait a minute. So you're flying... 175 think about how insane this is okay funny because I, if we don't laugh we'd be crying 
scratching our heads so much you would have tons of bald spots on your heads if you don't already from this world we live in in 2023 because think about this it would require 175,000 particle spraying flights per year which would release millions of tons of greenhouse gases into the air well yeah so so they're trying to block the sun to save the planet and do something about climate change because we're in this crisis but they're gonna require 175,000 particle spraying flights so think of the carbon footprint of 175,000 flights to do this doesn't it defeat the purpose so this is what my conclusion is right here how about we leave the fucking planet alone how about we leave how about we we don't we clean up the oceans like we've been doing for and find the polluters one of the candidates running for the Dems in 2024 is Robert Kennedy Jr., and he was an, an environmentalist, a lawyer. I like him, by the way. A lot of people ask me, what do I think? Yeah, I'm not only on one side, and it doesn't have to be a conservative, you know, right-wing politician for me. I, I like Robert Kennedy because he uses common sense. So I'm kind of worried for this guy because anytime somebody tells the truth and speaks out, you're, you're always in harm's way. But this guy was an environmentalist lawyer, okay? So he did everything he could before now deciding to get back into politics. He did everything he could to find the companies that were leaking oil into the oceans, that were polluting the oceans and all that. All that stuff we could do. All that stuff we could continue doing. But things like ridiculous things like 175,000 particle spraying flights per year so that we could spray an aerosol towards the sun to block it so the earth can cool down a tiny bit so we could save the planet. These are things to me that are counter-effective, and I'm not even a science guy, and I'm just looking at this going, have we lost our minds? And the answer is, yes, we have. Maybe these people coming up with these ideas are dropping too much acid. Maybe they have. The same Cheerios, or maybe it's Tony the Tiger, or the Rice Krispie gang running up the street after them. Very possible. The world has gone crazy. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Drive-By Podcast solo cast number 123. Please comment or review on Apple, five star on Spotify. Anytime I'd love to hear from you, you could DM me at Freeway Frank on Instagram. Catch you again next week. As I said, a special, very entertaining guest will be joining me for some great conversation. If you are a sports fan, You'll like it even more, but we're not only going to talk about sports. We'll be talking about, as usual, life, the universe, and everything. I'm Freeway Frank. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Ciao for now. The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By Podcast is brought to you by own space.